Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You, you said um, about being interviewed by people who haven't read your book, which is something I never do. I very rarely interview people having not read the book, but in this case I have. So I'm going to start with a question about uh, your experience with the festival. You said you first came to the festival at 16. 16, uh, uh, first uh, once. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was before when I was uh, uh, 10, uh, because Venice, uh, uh, the, the most organized also a section called the Festival dei Ragazzi. Mm. It was a particular section for young people. So. My first experience was uh, uh, to, uh, to see uh, an animated Czechoslovakian film, uh, Old Czech Legend by Jiri Weiss, mm. 52. Mm. And after the first emotion 
here was uh, to, to see uh, a title of uh, Eric von Stroheim, uh, Blind House, uh, Husbands, uh, mm. and uh, it was a very strong emotion for a young uh, people, 16, and uh, I decided to try to continue when I was 18 and to follow all the uh, exhibit uh, uh, retrospective uh, uh, and uh, in the, all the section. It was possible mm. 50, 60 years ago uh, because uh, uh, the program uh, uh, was of four or five titles a day. Mm. So, mm. if so, you could watch the whole program, <laughs> all the program for 10 years was possible. Right. Uh, starting from the 18 uh, was impossible mm. because they changed the, the, the program increased and there was uh, 100 titles, uh, 150 titles. So uh, you have to decide uh, what uh, was better or more interesting. And uh, I started to, to teach to the university. And so I was more interested uh, to the retrospective, mm. to the history of the cinema. And here for many, many years, uh, I had the, the possibility to, to discover Soviet cinema, uh, Japanese uh, cinema, Swedish uh, cinema, American cinema, French cinema mm. uh, from the beginning uh, and uh, was a wonderful experience for me and uh, helped uh, to, to continue to, to uh, know the history of film. I try to, to to study and to know uh, the general history of cinema. And here I was obliged to, to come here. I lived in Lido till 24, 25 years. And, and you grew up here, yes. Yes, I grew up here. And uh, when uh, I finished my study at the university, I start uh, to, to teach uh, in Padua. And, uh, very soon uh, I start to, to teach uh, cinema, mm. very, very soon. Uh, mm. And so this uh, festival was uh, very important in my life. Uh, mm. And uh, maybe I decided uh, my career, uh, what uh, I want to really to do in my life, uh, thanks uh, to, to the Lido. Excellent. And so the festival's kind of like a university in itself. It sort of teaches you uh, yes. even as you're going ahead. Yes, it's true. Uh, you had uh, the possibility to see the, the contemporary cinema mm. and uh, to have a, a very large uh, point of view on the cinema of, all over the world. And uh, in the same time to have uh, this uh, uh, retrospective that uh, introduce uh, to a very uh, particular moment of the history of the American cinema of a big, uh, very important director or mm. unknown cinema of uh, Japan or 
At a certain moment, uh, we had uh, the possibility to see the Chinese cinema at the beginning of the 80s. Uh, and uh, this uh, was uh, very, very important. Uh, and uh, at a certain moment, I, I started to conduce my students mm. here because the, the most opened to the students from the 80s, from the beginning of the 80s. And so that the audience, the public changed in a very evident way. Mm, it became more a, a broader audience. See, yeah. broader mm. and very young mm. and with the, the eyes open to the passion of mm. cinema. And, uh, so uh, from the very little audience uh, of the beginning of the 60s uh, with an audience uh, very distinguished uh, uh, at a certain moment uh, with a director uh, like Lizzani at the beginning of the 80s uh, you, you see uh, an enormous audience that uh, uh, came to participate to the uh, film of Spielberg, uh, mm. Indiana Jones, uh, mm. Alien, uh, and uh, to the film of enormous uh, uh, success. Uh, and uh, so uh, we had uh, the, the possibility to, to follow all the changes of the history of cinema, on the audience, mm. on the, the narration uh, and the, on the instruments, the platforms. Mm. Uh, so so in, re in writing the book, being so close to the festival as a sort of lived experience yourself, um, when you were writing the book, did you discover some stuff that was, uh, for you, a really big surprise? What was your sort of biggest surprise in your research? Uh, big, big uh, surprise <laughs> for me that uh, I studied uh, Kubrick uh, uh, was uh, to discover that Kubrick uh, was uh, in 52 uh, invited uh, to exhibit, but not in competition. Mm. And uh, no, uh, no sign in the uh, volume in the edition of the Biennale give uh, this kind of information. I found in a recent uh, biography, American biography on Kubrick, uh, that, that it was uh, present. So I made a research in the archive. It was. I was not sure to, mm. to find, uh, and uh, we found a receipt of the uh, destined to Kubrick in New York of the, the this uh, uh, title, uh, and uh, after we discover five letters. Mm -hmm of the, the director Antonio Petrucci on the distributor, American distributor, and of uh, Stanley Kubrick was uh, 23 years, uh, and uh, who wanted to, to know the reason 
for which he was not included in the competition. Right, he wasn't and happy. He wasn't <laughs> happy. And uh, uh, he asked what uh, it means, uh, length and character, the mm -hmm. two reasons for which. And uh, the, the film was uh, an hour, uh, five minutes uh, of lenses. Mm. It was not uh, uh, normal. And I think, uh, I have no uh, real answer. I think that uh, the commission of selection the, the difficulty to, to uh, understand if it was a documentary or a fiction film to decide. Mm. But, uh, so they decided that it was better to uh, uh, final destination was a festival of uh, cinema scientifico didattico. Mm. So, so this was... Um... Uh, Killer's Kiss, then, the film? Uh, no, no, it was a uh, Shape of Fear. Oh, oh, right, Fear and Desire, I think. Fear and know. Desire, right. the final title. Right, right. right. That's, a, that's fascinating. What a fascinating yes, well, discovery. It was a, a, a wonderful As in, like discovery. Like I was searching your heart. It's like, oh. <laughs> I never imagined, uh, I, I never uh, heard uh, of this. Uh, and... Uh, this uh, recent book uh, that explored the, the archive of Kubrick uh, found the, this, but not here. Mm. Apparently here, uh, no, but now is a good sign of the perfect uh, function of the archive to, to found uh, yeah, to this, be able to get it. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And and you've you've so you've worked the last few years get, getting this whole history, and it's a, it's a huge comprehensive history. What um, insights have you got for the for the sort of the present uh, version of the festival in comparison to it in the long story? <laughs> and, uh, now uh, the the interesting uh, things uh, on the present. Are that uh, Venice is a sort of uh, advanced point of vision, and they try to to uh, see, uh, for instance, uh, the virtual reality mm. first, uh, or to imagine to become a producer with the Biennale College and the uh, talent scout mm. of uh, it was not uh, normal uh, in the festival of all, all over the world and this is possible because la Biennale had the, the possibility to to imagine a thing like this or the other point uh, very interesting for me is the courage uh, to include the platform in the program. Can mm. uh, is not uh, again sure to, to open uh, to Netflix or mm. thing. Here, not only they uh, are present uh, in the competition, but uh, they obtain uh, the prize. Uh, the, mm. uh, Make it Leone, one, yeah. Roma of Quaron uh, was a great film, but uh, 
produced by Netflix. Mm, mm. And this um, seems to me the, the, the possibility to, to leave this moment of transformation of the crisis of the vision in the theaters, but a place like Lido and Palazzo del Cinema continue to maintain the sense of uh, the sacrality of the place. Mm, mm. So in comparison, it's, you were saying earlier on in the press conference that the uh, that the Venice used to be the leader and then Cannes overtook in the 60s and 70s. Do you think that Venice is now the leader or do you think it's Cannes or do you think it's <laughs> neck and neck? <laughs> I, I don't uh, uh, know exactly, uh, but... Uh, Venice seems in good uh, uh, situation mm. now in the ranking, international ranking is not uh, in uh, uh, fifth or sixth uh, position. Mm. Uh, mm. Very good situation uh, as a, again uh, leader and uh, what I appreciated uh, in this election is uh, I'm sure that uh, try to, to see all the, the production in the world for this final selection. Mm. And the, 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 the opening of the view is very uh, important uh, for me. Uh, and uh, it is, uh, the selection is linked to the single people I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And, but uh, they are very uh, conscient, uh, informed, on the, and they have an enlarged view. Mm, mm. So one final question. On this podcast, we always ask for a recommended film book, a film book that you could rec we can recommend to our listeners. So what film book would you like to recommend? Any, any at all? In, um, in <laughs> on cinema that you would give someone and say you've got this is this is you've got to read this. Uh, there are so, so many book uh, again. Uh, Andre Bazin, uh, for instance, uh, uh, Robert Sklar, uh, or the, the book on. Uh, 
there are many books on Renoir, on Hitchcock, uh, not one single book, uh, but uh, if you like cinema, you have uh, uh, to start from the book of uh, Kevin Brown or mm. Bordwell and Thompson uh, mm. in English uh, version. And uh, start to have an enlarged vision and after uh, uh, not uh, uh, the author too much linked to the, the uh, university. Mm. Uh, you must have also the pleasure of the, the, the book uh, and uh, to be certain that uh, uh, all the information are controlled. Mm, correct. Yeah. Uh, correct. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Professor. Grazie. You. Thank you very much. Grazie. <laughs> that was. Questo era fantastico. recording get a more relative sense of what else is on offer. And it was also just something that retrospectively kind of warms on you and sticks with you so much. Um, I have the same relationship with The Whale. I think The Whale, um, as divisive as it is proven, um, to say the least, um, is something that really, really sticks with you. Um, and the ideas really broil and, 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 uh, and linger. Um, so th those those are the two that have really stuck. I really loved Bones and All. I think Bones and All is the number one because um, I am gotten you know pills for, for my for my sins. Um, and I was a big Timothy Chalamet agnostic after Call Me by Your Name. I think I've seen every film he's done post Call Me by Your Name at least, which is like it's like eight movies, you know, based on his his little slipper roles and stuff and stuff like Little Women and and um, Beautiful Boy and Beautiful Boy was the, his lead after Call Me by Your Name. Um, but he he kind of um, I think he. he he went quite downhill with Beautiful Boy. The script didn't service him at all, nor um, T. Farrell, but like, wasn't wasn't as nearly as good as the promise he showed in my own name. And then films like, you know, like the, the part that he had on Lady Bird, the part that he had on Little Women, kind of playing the same 
I hesitate to call it an archetype of the same trope. You know, he's playing a fuckboy, but with variations on the kind of fuckboy theme. Um, and then he did Dune um, with, you know, films in the interim. But then he did Dune as a big thing. I, I, I thought that was good. Um, but Bones and All is like, will be seen as like the big Timothy Chalamet performance since Call My Name and it's no surprise that it's come in collaboration with the same director. There's just something that there's like a level of vulnerability that I think Guadagnino gets out of Chalamet that I don't I, I mean not to be presumptive but on evidence I haven't seen it in any of the other films that he's been in so there's just something there um, that's just just really wonderful and Bo Bones and All is just a wonderful picture in general. Did you, was that your favourite film to write about? Yes, 100%, 100%, because there's so much to talk about. Um, I was really surprised, actually, in other people's reviews, because I read the, the whole cornucopia of criticism that came out. Um, I, like, I, I also read the novel before the, the, before coming to the festival, and I was really interested in how uh, Guadagnino adapted the script, um, his co-writer, whose name escaped me, um, because in the original book, it's set in the 90s, and it's very much like a Clinton era, um, novel is young adult and stuff, so we didn't really get into the the the, the, the granular politics of the, of the of the era. But you know, you know, there are there are scenes where you see like Clinton giving the famous "I did not have sexual relations with that woman" speech and all this kind of stuff. Um, whereas in in this version, it's the '80s and it's very much updated for Reaganism and all that kind of stuff. And I think it fits the idea of cannibals who are addicted to consumption and are relentless in their pursuit of getting as much as they possibly can because it's an impulse so much more because it's it, that's like as i as i kind of tried to unpick and unpack in my review that feels like that's the almost like biological tick of capitalism it's always that pursuit of wanting more one needing to consume more needing to have more that is not a, a novel observation to make about capitalism at all i think george romero made it in the 70s um as did everybody else but you know it's i i thought that was like such a a wonderful um, kind of political judging of, of that script. And it's just so fucking romantic. Like, so gorgeous. And, and everybody puts in such a wonderful performance. I I, I, I I loved unpicking. I think it's the longest I've gone. It was that, that and The Whale. The Whale, because I felt like I was defending it so much, knowing that I, I walked out and I, I'd been bawling for that number 15 minutes. And I walked up to um, Kyle from the New York, Kyle Buchanan from the New York Times. And he was just like, I hated it. <laughs> um, and it, and it, as it emerged, it was very, very polarizing. Yeah, you had something to kick against. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I obviously, I, I, I don't think it's a case of um, people misunderstanding it, because I, I, I do agree with a lot of the criticisms to the world. The, the score's overact, and it's trying to make you cry as much as possibly can, and you know, it, it's, it's like it's pummeling you like an emotional battering ram. I actually had a, I, I had a very, I, I do have a close relationship to the subject matter because it's about parental estrangement. And I haven't spoken to my mum for about four or five years. Um, so I had to interrogate it after the fact, like, you know, I was like bawling and weeping. And I was like, but is it because of the subject? Is it because of the, like, the idea of a parental estrangement and abandonment? Or is it because of the material? And I, I think it's because of the material, because I, I you know, aside from, I, I, I haven't actually read the play or seen the play, I don't know, because um, it is based on a, a play, but I think it's Scott D. Hunter, I can't remember the name of the guy. Yeah, it's D. Hunter. It's D. Hunter. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, as far as I understand, it's, there's quite a lot of fidelity to the original text. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I thought that that was a, 
I'm just really, really taken aback by the authenticity and compassion with this guy's story, both with his kind of his physical predicament and his physiological state. Um, which, you know, it handles with a lot of delicate compassion. It's very, very deft. Um, and I fear that people will reduce it on the surface to like this story about, um, you, I, I don't know, like a 600 pound guy who can't leave his flat, which I, I think it, it handles it, the, 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 it has, it's handled with more care than that. Um, and also that the stuff about the, the, the parental it's just yeah it's just it's there's a lot more authenticity there than i've seen in a lot of hollywood pictures at least about that theme and that idea well i was going to ask um what what have you not liked then what have you been on the other side of the fence or, or have you not have you not had that feeling yet um actually i i this has been a this has probably been i don't know how many film festivals i've been, been to at this point i've been writing um professionally um for four or five years now so i went to my first film festival i think it was 2019 i think it might have been berlin um this is the best that i can remember going to in terms of just sheer qualities i think everybody expected when the program first came out um but um i did thank god go to a film that i walked out of after 30 minutes this morning um i think it was um the lord of the ants um which you know up until that point i was worried that i'd lost all of my taste <laughs> and i just liked everything because of because it's venice and because it's gorgeous and because there's so much hype around the movies and everything i was like am i am i really becoming you know this populist and everything but um, I, I i totally am i am such a show for big films and everything um but but no this was absolutely appalling um and i walked out and i felt quite triumphant so thank god i do i do have a meter for i do actually i do actually dislike things still i can be a bit of an arsehole how how wonderful <laughs> my barometer is still working in the yeah it's not just the needle's not just stuck yeah Exactly. Uh, yeah, The Lord of the Ants is uh, an Italian film um, by uh, Emilio, Gianni Emilio, and it's about the Braibanti case. Aldo Braibanti, who was a sort of, it's kind of an intellectual poet, theatre writer, and he was tried. I mean, this is really, the history is really interesting. I agree with you. The film was not, it was no great shakes, but he was tried under a law called plagiarism of the mind because a Mussolini and the fascists wouldn't admit that there was such a thing as homosexuality in Italy so uh, they didn't actually have a law against it in the books and they had to sort of convert this law in the 1960s this is uh, to, to prosecute this poor, poor guy and send him to prison uh, yeah it's a very slow paced uh, serious po-faced kind of miserablest version of gay sex as well I mean it's very there's, there's hard, barely a kiss in it I don't think uh, and and all the gay sex is portrayed as being really sort of tragic and sad and oh you know it's yeah. like why why do you want to be gay if this is the do you know what I mean if this is the the thing yeah if the way it's being produced um, well being I, portrayed sorry no well I mean your explanation of the events there was more interesting to me than the two hour and ten minute film <laughs> I could have been sat through so I mean I I don't know I I just I there was something about 
it's it's a kind of thing that should really grip me. I didn't know the, the, the I didn't know the context of the story before I walked. It was kind of a blind watch. Um, so it opens. I think the first five minutes you get if you get like a, a, a they're all is it's in the 1960s, mid 1960s, and it's very sumptuous set design. And it feels very credible as a period piece. Um, but then you're introduced to the two main queer characters, or as far as I can understand, having seen it 35 minutes of it. Um, so you you know you see the central subject and then his his kind of younger, much much younger muse, um, and they're having a conversation where they're just exchanging lines of poetry. Yeah, and I was just like, this is just such a this is so Italian. <laughs> like, yeah. this is and so I, I I love Italian cinema as I've literally just said about Bones and all and everything. But like it's like it's just so I found it so annoying and so grating. And then very quickly, like the the, the, the like I guess the central subject isn't likable in the slightest. Yep. Really, really annoying. He's just going like the the ants metaphors and allegories because he has an ant farm and you know the ants are trapped within the ant farm and blah blah blah. blah. Just really, really kind of kind of crazy um, and you know pretentious and it's a, you know it's the kind of thing where like within the first 15 minutes the characters are evoking philosophers and you know speaking is speaking in like really stunted and unrealistic ways which might otherwise work but here it really doesn't and the closest emotional sort of scene the biggest pathos is reserved for his mother right it's his mother who has suffered is it yeah it's his mother who sort of well spoiler dies at the end and oh. and it and so it's it's just yeah i mean how Italian is that? Is that? Sorry, the mother of um of uh, Briabanti, of the older okay. guy. Okay. Yeah. Not the mother who puts her son into conversion therapy. No, she's a wicked mother. But it's all mothers. Totally when it comes down to it, it's all mothers. <laughs> Italy is all mothers. Oh, right. Listen, we're going to have to do a part one and part two of this conversation because I've got to run off and see Kim okay. Duck. Okay. But so we've had your what's what's great and what's not so great at the festival. I'm going to talk to you later on for the for the book and the uh, author. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, it's too we're too interesting. We just can't stop ourselves. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.